This is the sweet sound of success with Sue Wilhite, Profit Attraction Master. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the sweet sound of success. This is my new platform and my new format for my weekly Facebook Lives. I'm going to be interviewing entrepreneurs on their hero's journey and sharing how amazing life can be as an entrepreneur and what the interesting changes and challenges and calls to action and how that all works. And so my guest today is my soul sister, Alison DeNicola, who is an amazing uh, deck creator. She's created five decks to date now, um, four of which are in print. One is to come, and we'll talk about those in a little bit. And um, she's a yoga uh, teacher. She is uh, a meditator. She is just one of the most amazing people. And, you know, we met at Book Expo America many years ago. I don't want to say how many years ago. Uh, and we, we met at her booth at US Games, where she works as a marketing uh, rep or is a marketing coordinator, right? Yeah. I'm the, uh, I'm the, uh, well, I'll, I'll say what yeah. I am. <laughs> <laughs> she works for us games. She's an important person. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then we met in line for this, uh, in this incredibly long line, uh, at BEA, uh, waiting for Jiro's and just really hit it off, really connected on a soul level. And then years later, we met at the International New Age Trade Show when a fellow uh, vendor had her booth crash and Allison and I were there holding up things and trying to prop up books and just all three of us really bonded that, that afternoon. So that was, that was the beginning of a wonderful friendship with Allison. And, you know, for all that we've known each other for years now, and we've been roommates at conferences, and we've exchanged emails and pictures and all of this sort of stuff, I realize, Allison, how did you get started in all of this? What was, what was your beginning of your journey? Awesome. Well, thanks for having me, Sue. And that was a great, that was a great memory. I remember that. Uh, I remember all of those things, the, the Greek food and the crashing booth and everything. So, um, and it's funny uh, to think, go kind of wind back in time. And I think that the first, um, the first uh, kind of switch for me uh, was uh, back in 2003, actually my father passed away oh. and um he was, um, you know, he was only like 71 and it was a very quick uh, thing. It was really, uh, you know, jarring for our family. Uh, we were all really close. My kids were young. And after that, I kind of went on this, really went on to the intense seeking journey of like, there has to be more. There is life, you know, there is more. And my intuition um, was telling me that. And a lot of it came through his passing. Like, you know, I was having a lot of uh, lucid dreaming, a lot of connections to him, a lot of messages, um, all sorts of things. And that, at that point in time, 
I went and I took my first tarot class, first tarot reading class. And um, I, you know, we went to the local high school and there was a woman doing uh, tarot and I went to, I went to learn tarot and I got, you know, so in, you know, so into uh, the idea of opening up my mind to this uh, vehicle that I felt somehow, right? Yeah. I mean, I felt somehow I knew it, but I was really frustrated in the beginning because I was like, I know this, I know, I know this somewhere, but I don't know it up here. Like my mind didn't know it. So I had to really go and like learn all the symbolism of tarot, the colors and numerology, um, you know, the major, the minor, and then practice readings, which became, you know, what I was doing. I was practicing on anybody and everyone. Um, and, and, and any of you who have read cards for people before, you know, that's a dangerous place to go doing readings for everybody and anyone, because the truth comes out, you know, mm-hmm. and it was remarkable that I could do uh, card readings and within just the turn of some cards, you know, it was like whatever was just underneath the surface popped up for people. Um, so I was fascinated with that. I studied a lot of different things in the beginning of that tarot. Also, you know, I, I did Reiki certifications and I was kind of going around to different things, exploring. Um, and then I, um, my one fateful day, I'll call it, uh, it was about 2008 now, had been practicing for, for several years. And uh, I had done a yoga teacher training and I was kind of getting into this other uh realm of just exploring, you know, things that I was interested in. I um, was looking on Craigslist. I was looking for something to do. I wanted to work. Uh, I was stay-at-home mom. And my kids were in school. And I saw a job for Very US creative Gates kids, by the way. I just yes, want to say that creative. Allison yeah. has definitely shared some amazing creative genes in her kids, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so I answered a job ad for U.S. Games Systems that was in Stanford. Uh, I remembered on the bottom of my tarot deck that it said, you know, published by U.S. Game Systems, Stanford, Connecticut. And here was a job, part-time sales job for Stanford, you know, for U.S. Games. So I applied for the job, went down there, interviewed, got the job, no problem. And, you know, was off like a shot. Um you know, kind of immediately successful because they didn't really have anybody that was, you know, they had some salespeople, but they weren't really into the product. I was so, I was so enamored. And the first day I walked in and there were just racks, you know, the warehouse filled with every tarot deck and every inspiration deck. And it was like, you know, a kid in a candy store. So um, I was really, really enamored with that world and with my boss, um, who I'm still enamored with, and uh, uh, that that was kind of the hum- that was kind of like the beginning for me that little entry the tarot into U.S. games. So that's that's really how it all started. Well, and there was um, kind of very uh, too was absolutely. You know, here we go. Not only not only are you learning it on kind of an intellectual level, but you're learning it on a production level and what works and what doesn't for people, right? I was learning it on every level. And I, in fact, so um, at that time, the entire tarot collection of Stuart Kaplan's, which was the largest tarot collection in the world, 
right. was in our offices. And so I would go home at night and I would be dreaming like mm-hmm. esoteric. It was like I was just absorbing the information. I wasn't right. reading it or touching it or looking at it. It was like just by being there, I was like kind of absorbing, reabsorbing. And um, somehow I started to like understand or remember things that I, you know, I, my thought is I started to remember things that I already knew on a soul level. But um, yeah, I started to learn a lot. And, um, and so I worked there for about a year and a half. And then my husband uh, went to open um, his own business and he said, I need your help. I can't do it by myself. So I, I left and uh, they were, they were not, they didn't want really want me to go, but you know, it was a, it was a nice parting. They were always like, you know, if you need anything, we want you back or whatever. And then once my husband got settled, I uh, ran into Lynn, um, who's our uh, director of PR publicity. She's our main editor I ran into her in the supermarket one day and she was like, Oh, we really miss you. <laughs> and I go, you know, I'm free. I kind of have a lot of time. And so the there next week they again. called me and I was back again. I was back again. This time I was in a different capacity. So I wasn't um, selling for them per se. I was managing the salespeople. So they he hired me back. Um, and I uh, have been back there now for uh, 11 years, uh, 10 years. Uh, and I'm now the national sales and marketing manager there. So I'm in charge of uh, all the outside um, sales groups as well as marketing efforts. And um, and then I'm kind of a face, uh, a little bit of the face of U.S. Games. So I go out and uh, do trainings and, and do uh, workshops and things on their behalf. So I get to do so that's that's one whole side of uh, you know of there was a call to action and so there there was this development in my professional life uh, which has enhanced all the other parts of my life. Right, right. Yep. And so you're also a deck creator. I mean, you kind of had it in, but I know how these things work. Just because you work there doesn't mean they yep. automatically mm-hmm. approve you, right? Because yep. they want to that's be able true. to have quality go out. U.S. Games is very attached to the quality of the stuff that goes out. They don't want to put out schlock. I can't imagine Stuart wanting to put out schlock. So yeah, and I can safely say that none of Allison's decks are schlock. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. She has partnered with some amazing artists and um, come up with some really stunning decks. So um, why don't why don't you show them off, Allison? What I will, I will, and I, I don't. Unfortunately, I don't have all of them here with me at home. But um, so the first card deck um, that I did um, was um, uh, this one, Mudras for Awakening the Energy Body, and that was really the kind of light bulb moment for me. So, um, and I'll just tell you a little bit about that, and then I'll show you the others. Um, so I was in my office, and I had been. Going, I had been te- doing a lot of yoga teaching, a lot of different trainings, you know, doing personal trainings, being out there in the world. And so I was really involved in the, kind of the world of yoga. And um, we were distributing, a, um, it was a classic yoga deck, a mudra deck by Gertrude Hershey, uh, which uh, has been around for like 25 years. And it's published in Germany. And uh, one of our distributors, um, Set the distributor, the publisher in Germany who does it, we're the distributor, said, We're gonna, we're not gonna print this anymore. And so, 
Um, yeah, so uh, somebody came in to me. I don't know if it was Stuart or somebody said, what, do you want to write a Mudra deck? It was like, um, you know, in the cartoons when the little, the little <laughs> light bulb thing goes off. And you're right. like, I was like, yes, <laughs> I would like to do that. So uh, I was really familiar. I was familiar with the topic. Yeah, that was a call to action, and it was just like synchronistic. Like this was happening, and um, I said yes, I do. And so we, um, it happened really quickly. And so they said, why don't you come up with the outline or concept how you would want to do it? And then um, I found Sabina uh, online who had already painted several paintings of uh, featured mudras and i reached out to her to say would you be interested in working on this project with me um, and she was totally on board and uh so we got ourselves together and made the proposal and as far as u.s games goes yes it's, a, it's not just because you're there does it mean you know you're just gonna get whatever everyone has to kind of approve we have a creative committee so um it went out to the creative committee and they were all like you know, yeah, let's do it. Let's see how this goes. So it was, it was amazing. This card deck has just been an amazing gift to my life. Um, it's, oh, so, it's so beautiful. It, it's really beautiful. It's really vibrant. Um, it's it was much. like, there's really nothing else like it. Um, I, I had to really dig deep because I was feeling so resistant to coming out and doing the writing i you know it was really hard for me to get started i had a beautiful outline i had this great partner um this is part of the hero's journey all of a sudden you face the resistance right you face right, the wall the challenges. what is that thing that makes you stop we we've all been there right we've all been there there was a lot of challenge and the challenges were internal because when you start a creative project this one especially i can look back to it when you start a creative project all of your insecurities all of your inner feelings all, all all sorts of things that are unresolved are going to show themselves to you which happened to me on writing this deck i had a lot of i, I mean i was doing everything i could to avoid sitting down and doing the writing so um the, well, the, the divine <laughs> stepped in. yeah so the divine stepped in um at you know the divine stepped in and said uh i said Okay, I'm going to devote Mondays are going to be my writing day, and I'm just going to write on Monday. That's what I'm going to do, and um, and then it snowed every Monday for ten weeks. <laughs> You're going <laughs> the universe to conspired. <laughs> You're not going the anywhere. Universe conspired. <laughs> you are not going anywhere, and so I was like, okay, here I am. And once I got into that rhythm of being like, this is my day, my writing day. It's Monday. I'm going to start. You know finding my own way to do it. For me, it's like really putting on uh, instrumental kind of, all different kinds of instrumental music so I can kind of go in the zone, finding my place. I did find my place by the window, you know, looking out into nature with all of my resource material and I started um, to write. And um, yeah, and it was, it was a huge like woo upheaval. And I did have to kind of mire, you know, mine through some of that stuff but I got to like a halfway point with it and I was, I could see now the other side. I was like, wow, I'm half, I'm half, I'm at the halfway point. Um, and so, you know, then I could go back, you know, finish and then go back and refine, you know, do a lot. Of, I'd like to do a lot of my own editing and rewriting, which I did. Um, 
yeah, so that was very, uh, uh, very, very intense. And it was, I would say for me, that first deck really was a turning point. It really was a turning point. It was no turning back. I wanted to, I was like, I, I missed the writing when the period was done. So each of the card decks that I've written, um, so far I have five that are in print. Uh, the newest one I don't have with me. And then two more that, um, uh, I'm working one more that's in the edit line right now, which is, which will be coming hopefully by the end of this year. And then two more that I'm working on right now, two brand new projects. So, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, there's a period of time that you have to devote when you are doing creative work. You can't be busy, uh, in your mind, you know, with everything you have to carve out the time because that creative action, whether you feel like you channel it, or you're uh, internally creating it, or however you want to see it, um, needs space. Right. You, know, you need space. You, know, you have Stephen, to have Stephen, freedom. Stephen Pressfield calls that invoking the muse, and you have to you have to create the space for the muse to come in for the inspiration, which it's one of my favorite words. It literally means breathed upon by the gods. <laughs> for the inspiration for that, for that to come in. You can't be, oh, I've got to, you know, pick up the kids. Oh, I've got to clean the toilets. Oh, I've got to feed the cats. I've got to walk the dog. I've got to, you know, do this, that, and the other thing. That's not creating space for the creativity, for the muse to come in. You want to say, okay, I'm writing on Mondays. We're going to sit down. We're going to write. Boom. There we go. Invoke the muse. So, yeah. Exactly. I had to teach myself how to do that because I was an expert <laughs> at going the, like, I'm going to go, I got to just go over here for a minute and do this. So, um, yeah, so that was in 2000 and this deck came out in 2016. So I wrote most of it, um, from like November through February it took about four months to write as a lot of, um, specific uh there's a lot of sanskrit words there's a lot of specific directions in here um so it was a very intense it wasn't as much um there is creative writing but there, there was a lot more specific right. instructional writing that i had to back check a lot of so um so that was that was my first card deck and then and then when it came i was like i gotta go out and teach this now and then i was like oh I forgot about that part. So I had to kind of learn that part of how do, how do I translate this and, and how do I how share do this with the world? And yeah, I'm, I'm seeing it. I mean, it really, it's only been four years. Still, it's still like it's new. People are still discovering it. And, um, and so I've been teaching, uh, I'll be teaching this weekend. There's a world divination world conference that's happening. Uh, Tony Poole is in England is doing it. And um, so I'll be doing a mudra segment on there for that. The second deck was the mudras for awakening the five elements. So I was very much into the five elements uh, as a yoga teacher and teaching that. So this was a companion deck that and I followed up with the next year. We did that pretty quickly. We were like, we're right on a roll. Let's do it. Let's keep going. So those two were um, the mudras and uh, and so they're still giving me a lot of joy and pleasure. Um, I went on to do two other card decks. I don't have them. If you're familiar with the Yoga Cats, Yoga Dogs series, right. uh, which were the calendars. 
we did two card decks and I did that writing to go along with them. They're fun. They're, they're, um, you know, they're inspirational, but they're much more lighthearted and, uh, a little bit more commercial feeling. Uh, but yeah, so it was a great, uh, it was a great process for me because then I could really get into the flow of like doing my writing. And I did a lot of that writing actually at work because it was a U.S. games project they asked me to work on. And um, yeah, so then I kind of brought that into, this was like my private time. I was doing this in my, in my world that I was doing as part of my work process. And, uh, and that became comfortable too. So I was starting to really accept myself as the author. That wasn't, that's another part I think of any challenge. And so if you have something that you're working on, right, that you want to manifest, that you want to bring to life, there's a part of you that needs to say, I embrace this. I am this now, right? Not, I'll be that next week. You know, it's, so there was a, there was that really helped me to move into this role to say, oh yes, I'm the author. And, um, and I felt one of the challenges I faced, this might, uh, this might be relatable to some listeners was my family. They didn't see me right as that person right right they just saw me as yes. however they yes. saw me you know how many people so I had there <laughs> yeah struggle with their um the folks in their lives whether it's family or co-workers who you are going through a transformation you are you know coming out as a butterfly and they're going no i don't think of you that way <laughs> what wings wear yeah <laughs> and and they try to keep you grounded they think and and you're trying to fly you're trying yeah. to take off they're trying to keep you you know where where they're comfortable with you and yes. so as you start to open up and as things start to change you know it's i mean i i get it and with compassion it's like yeah when people see you changing you know it's like Oh, now I'm going to have to change. Right. right? <laughs> that's what that's it is threatening. And so that was a that was an interesting thing. Not my immediate uh, group here. My my husband and my kids were always so supportive. Um, but I found that, you know, my siblings, even up to a year ago, my brother said to me one day, we were all had a get together and he said to me, what do you do? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought this is the is this crazy? This guy is asking me what he has no idea. He doesn't even know what I'm doing, which it wasn't so much that I was insulted. Like he didn't know what I was doing. I just was incredulous. Like you have absolutely no idea what I'm up to. That's so bizarre. But, um, so you might find people in your life are like that. They're, they're about themselves. They're not thinking about what you're up to. Um, yeah. So get comfortable with, uh, I think the part of the intention for me was the, of uh, the visioning of who I wanted to become and then starting to embody that. Like I am that now that was important for me. So, um, yeah, I did some, I did some good work on that. Uh, I did a lot of, uh, energy healing trainings, all sorts of shamanic, different kinds of shamanic trainings. I, um, you know, I had a mentor for a long time who, um, was very much into Native American uh, spiritualism and uh, medicine and feathers and things like that. So I was uh, 
kind of had that part of me that was not reflected in this yoga life. I had these four yoga decks, these two and the two, the dog and cat. Um, But I had this whole other interest side of interest that uh, was really about um, earth-based spirituality Um, and the angels too. I had a big angel connection. So um, I had another one of those moments was like lightning bolt moment uh, with Lynn. I'll give Lynn credit for this one. She said to me, you should do a feather deck. And so I was like, you know, you're right. I should, because I had been really working with feathers and doing uh, feather healing and doing all sorts of uh, different kinds of uh, healing modality with feathers. And so I set out to find my feather artist to start before I pitched the idea. Um, and I did right away found David Shearer, who's this amazing uh, watercolor artist. These are some of his, uh, some of the cards. Oh, some of the most beautiful cards. Yeah, it, the, it, the it, feathers are just so amazing. Camera, they're just, they're just so beautiful and delicate and, and evocative of a feather. You know, that yeah. sort of strength that a feather has while soft and, and it, they're gorgeous. They're beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So, so I found David and um, he had already been painting uh, lots of birds and feathers and things. He had no idea what I was up to. He was just like, yeah, I, I'd be interested in working on this project with you. Um, and so the Defiant Feather Messenger was uh, created. And um, actually Nora, uh, who's our art director, did the box, which I think is so beautiful. and. Uh, you know, just speaks to a lot of people. So um, I wind back to when my father passed and I was walking every day. That was kind of my uh, soul soothing thing. And I was finding feathers like crazy. And um, I had one summer where I found about 50 or 60 hawk feathers that summer. I mean, like that amount of hawk is really unusual. And uh, the birds of prey, you know, are you can't buy them. You, you know, you can keep them if you find them. So um, I was very inspired. I have a huge collection of feathers, huge. I have many, many feathers. So I worked with David. And um, at, at that time, I was doing, uh, a, uh, doing getting certified in a practice called uh, integrated energy therapy, um, which is a angelic vibration healing. And um, it has uh, various levels. And so I've done the uh, master uh, master training in that with the principal, the, the, the gentleman who, uh, actually channeled that whole, uh, that whole body of work. And, um, and so these cards are imprinted with those, um, symbols, uh, that sacred geometry from the angels. So that my intention was to, uh, the idea of finding feathers as a connection to spirit is really, um, present for so many people. We see a feather. Oh, and it's, we're, it's been around for centuries. Yeah. That, that feathers, so that, divine messengers, you know, the birds yeah. as divine messengers and their feathers as being symbolic of that. Yeah. So this was really like that. Now my, it was, I was really getting into kind of the heart of things for myself. This deck became like another little turning point because now this felt very personal this topic especially felt really personal to me. It was really connected to these uh, feathers that I love, the bird kingdom and the angels and the idea that um, we are always connected and we just need to look outside for signs 
you know, just like finding a feather uh, will give us that inspiration or give us that instant message. Or maybe as you see here in Connecticut, um, we have a lot of red-tailed hawks. So if you're thinking about something very often, you're outside walking, the hawk will be like a confirmation, right? If you see the hawk flying, you're like, it's like a yes. And um, so I kind of, you know, wove a lot of that in, plus, you know, little bits of uh, folklore and different connections to the birds that are just interesting for people, like what their seasonal connection is, what their color connection is, what their symbolism is, um, the birds as medicine, the feathers as uh, messengers that hold specific vibration. And um, so um, that's which I'm still um, always enjoying, always uh, playing around with this. So there's 40, uh, 44 cards in this, 44 different feathers in this card deck. And um, yeah, and I'm teaching that uh, online actually uh, for uh, Body, Mind and Soul in Houston, Texas coming up. Oh, cool. So I've been doing workshops, yeah, and stuff based on that card deck. That's uh, a whole, you know, more of an energy practice, more of a meditative right. type of practice, yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah, just so creative. I mean, it's like you <clears throat> you opened you opened the door, <laughs> and all of this yep. creative and it's wonderful gushing out through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you uncovered the well. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, so it's been great. And the the thing I think is that I I can impart about it is that each of these things has made me kind of push my comfort zone each time. So um, where, you know, the mudras, I had, I physically had to go out and teach about it because people wanted to learn. Tell me more. Why is this, why, why is this good for me to use in my life? And there's a lot of practical aspects. And, um, and then, you know, the, the feathers really is about like, wow, you can really connect to spirit and really notice things that are happening outside. Just pause and, and watch and listen. This is a good time right now with what we're going through right. to um, to do those practices. So I have a new deck that's coming, uh, Nature and Soul Yoga Wisdom, uh, which is based on animal totems and yoga blended together. So this kind of like, you know, full circle, it's kind of come around. Yeah. Um, just behind that is a really amazing uh, chakra deck that I wrote with a beautiful artist, uh, Dira Lawrence, who's up in uh, Portland, Oregon. And uh, she's a visionary artist, um, very much in that kind of Kyle Gray. Uh, I don't want to take yeah. away from her, but you know, that, that kind of yeah. feeling. So that's coming. And then I have two new projects that I'm working on right now, which are one with Sabina from the Mudras. So we're, we're working on something new together. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, boy, you're just, yeah. you know, once you opened it, it just keeps, keeps going. Keeps yeah, it going, just keeps, keeps going. Just keep rolling. Yeah. So wonderful. So um, I just have two more questions. One is, you know, you talked about challenges and you talked about one of the challenges being, you know, friends and family, you know, the folks in your life. But mm -hmm. there's got to be people who supported you, you know, your allies. And, and that's one of the things that I think entrepreneurs tend to discount. They see the folks who are in their face and trying to, you know, get in their way. But, but we as entrepreneurs have this tendency to go, no, I can do it myself. You know, I, I don't need any help. 
I can do it all. And, and in truth, we actually need allies. <laughs> we need people who can, you know, give us a hand or give us a boost or, you know, put us on the sled and push us down the hill. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, get the momentum. So who were some of your allies? Well, I would say, I would have to say, uh, you know, through work, um, I mean, the whole, that whole crew is my allies because they were, even though maybe I had to do some convincing or, you know, I had to kind of show myself, improve myself in terms of my writing abilities and stuff. Um, there was never a time that any person, uh, there what, you know, kind of, um, didn't, fully believe in what I was doing. Like everyone there was really, you know, but it's a really creative group of people. So they're already in that mindset. Um, you know, my children, I'm going to say, children, my kids were like, yeah, ma, go, go, ma. Like, you know, if I had, if I felt like I conquered a hurdle or something that was really pushing me, and making me uncomfortable and then I kind of push through it they would be the people I would go to to say hey you know what happened today like I got this you know this thing happened and, and I pushed through this thing that I was feeling resistance at so um you know don't discount the uh the people in your life that uh maybe you just you know like my kids like oh yeah my kids love me and they um uh you know they accept me but you know they were really great champions for for keeping me feeling like oh you know what these guys are really on my side. Um, good friends, you know what I mean? There's people in your life, whoever is, whoever is um, in your life that wants, that rejoices at your successes, you know? And uh, we need to seek those people out. And sometimes, you know, old habits will keep us in these old relationships where the people, like we said before, might start to feel threatened. If you change, they're gonna have to change. Um, take yourself out of that as much as you can. Put yourself with the people who want to see you succeed or are happy for you or or that like, you know, you can really talk to and be yourself and um, bounce your ideas off of because, you know, it's silly to think that you are going to go out and do everything all by yourself. You know, there there needs to be this kind of like fluid thing where you get input and then you can, you know, change your mind and you don't have to be like, well, this is the way it's going to be, the more flexible you can be, the more opportunity you'll have, right? And, and then you can just just say, oh, you know what? You're right. Thank you for pointing that out to me. Or maybe I could do this a little bit better. Or what do you think about this? So um, I had a great support network. And then I did have, let me tell you, there's plenty of people that want to bring you down, right? So, I mean, there's, there have been people who, you know, have, um, you know, said things or, you know, tried to diminish. And so there is a necessity to become like the turtle, you know, or uh, the porcupine or whoever you want to pick that has uh, a good, you know, filter and boundaries, you know, go into your shell when you need to put your armor on, put your spokes out. Um, don't let people uh, come into that place if they're not, you know, in your highest and best good. Right. And that's just working on your boundaries. To yeah. Say. Well, you know, no, you thanks, know thanks, favorite, but no thanks. Yeah. Well, my favorite phrase is thank you for sharing. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can say that with a very genuine, wow, you know, thank you so much for telling me that. I really appreciate that that is what's going on in your mind. Thank you. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and then move on and move yeah. on and move out of there. So, um, yeah. So really surrounding yourself as much as you can with people that uh, believe in you or even if they don't know exactly what you're doing, want to support you and want to see you succeed. I think yes. not everybody is going to understand why you're doing what you're doing. Like not everybody knew what I was doing. I, I would be talking about things kind of esoteric things or like intuitive things that I would be, would be coming into my mind. And, you know, I could tell my family and they'd be like, okay, you know, but they, but they believed in me as, right. you know, being able to interpret that and bring it out into the world. Um, and the last thing I think is just to start to, um, you know, celebrate your small victories, whatever they are. Right. It could just be you, you said it out loud. I'm going to do this. Um, or you put it down on paper. This is my intention. I set an intention um, back uh, several years ago. I decided I wanted to be a bigger presenter. I wanted to go out in the world and I wanted to present at Kripalu. That was my intention. And I can tell you that the most unbelievably synchronistic things happened. Right. That's a whole other story. That's another life that story. That each yeah. piece and, and those pieces all had these incredible challenges too to them that challenged my ego and who I thought I was and all different kinds of things that I had to push through and work through. And a year, a year and two months later, I got a contract to go and teach my first program there a year and two months. That was a pretty short manifesting time. That's period. a good job. That was a good job, right? <laughs> I had to do a lot. I had to do a lot of personal work to, to get through that, to get to the other side of that intention. So if you have something that you really, is your heart's desire and you're dreaming about, know that that's the beginning. That's just, right. the, that's just the beginning and be, be willing to open your heart and get out there and do it. So. Yeah. And be who that is. And be who that is. It's not and, be and who start that to, will be. It's yeah. like be who yeah. that is. It's, it's who that is I now. am yeah. thing coming through. I am. Yeah, I am. Yeah, cool. I am. So the next question, the last question I have for you, Allison, is how would people get in touch with you? And I'm going to put this in the comments. I'm going to put this in the description as well. Uh, but how would people get a hold of you if they want to get some of your um, divine mudra yoga dogs energy? Okay, perfect. Uh, yes, lots of ways to get in touch with me. So you could go to my website, which is um, com. So that's pretty that's easy. Pretty um, just my name. Um, you can uh, Facebook friend me. I'm on Facebook under Allison Dinacola. Just send me a friend request. You can go to the Mudras for Awakening the Energy Body page. Um, that's a page of Mudras. It's a pretty big uh, page of people involved in that. I post mudra things and updates and stuff on there. You can send me a message through that. You can send me a direct message on Instagram, Allison Vinicola on Instagram. So it's all straightforward. It's just my name. Um, nothing too much else. And I answer all of my messages all the time. So no worries. Uh, reach out to me. I'm doing a lot of online um, classes these days, Zoom classes, uh, teaching yoga, uh, weekly meditation. Um, uh, restorative yoga, those kind of things. So I have my have my yoga peeps here in Connecticut that are um, we've been together for a long time, so we're doing a lot of that. And then I'm teaching a lot of special classes. Uh, one about um, 
like I said, Mudra, uh, excuse me, Divine Feather is going to be uh, with uh, Body, Mind, and Soul in Houston. And, and I'm doing a leading a retreat to Peru next year. Woo. Uh, and um, that is, of course, dependent on, you know, world things settling down. But I have the highest uh, hopes that by next April we'll be absolutely on the other side. And um, it'll be a trip to the Sacred Valley and Machu Picchu. Woo! And, and uh, lots well, of different things kind of wrapped <laughs> up in that. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. I love it. The mother energy there is incredible. It's a beautiful, uh, beautiful place to go to connect to nature, to really open up your intuition, your spirituality. We'll be doing a lot of different kinds of things there, uh, you know, intuitive development and um, all sorts of guided pieces to, you know, awaken your inner light. That's the nice. theme of the, the retreat. So, yeah, reach out. Wonderful. Happy to hear from everybody. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you, Allison. Bless you. Thank you for so thank much. Thank you, Sue. I thank you, thank you. Dearly. You know that yeah. I, I'm just so de delighted that Divine put us together and then said, no, really. Yeah. <laughs> Get back together <laughs> over and over and over, right? I know. We finally got it's it. It's happening that way. Isn't that great? Right. Love so, it. Thank you for having me on. And um, I'll look forward to, you know, seeing you in person soon. Yes. Yes, please. Absolutely. So. Bless you. All right. And thank you, all of the folks, for watching and listening. And please do reach out to Allison and enjoy her version of The Sweet Sound of Success. Thank you. Namaste. <laughs>